launched his SEO tool on WordPress back in 2013. Now over 200,000 customers paying seven bucks a month, doing about 12 million bucks in terms of run rate today. That's up 60% year over year. So that's healthy. 25% EBITDA margin. So that's about 3 million a year in free cash flow that he reinvests in real estate for the company or other things. 100 people in the Netherlands totally bootstrapped, which I love. 15% logo churn per year on their subscription cohort. They're moving more of their users into that subscription cohort as they look to scale and grow. Again, doesn't track CAC or payback period just because a lot of his growth comes from the wordpress.org plugin repository and it's working nicely today. Hello everyone, my guest today is Joost de Valk. He is the web developer, SEO, and open source fanatic from the Netherlands. He's the founder and CEO of Yoast, which provides software and training for website optimization. SEO Yoast, uh, SEO Yoast main software product currently runs on over 10 million WordPress websites. Yoast, you ready to take us to the top? Uh, I always am. Good. All right. So tell us about the company. Uh, You know, what's it do? Obviously, SEO is is obvious, but what's it do specifically on WordPress? And then how do you make money? Is it pure play SaaS? Uh, No, not really. So uh, we build a a software plugin for WordPress that is basically an extension that allows you to optimize your site better. And there's a free version of that uh, plugin and a premium version of that plugin. So it's mostly a freemium model. some of it is SaaS now because it connects to a service called MyYoast, which has some added features. But most of it right now is a pure freemium software play. Okay. So let me quickly touch on the freemium, and then I want to go towards how you introduce the SaaS model. So the freemium kind of plugin, when did you launch the tool uh, right from scratch? Uh, so the first version of Yoast SEO was released in 2014 early 2014, no, 2013. And then the first premium version of Yoast was somewhere around 2014. Okay. And premium version means what? Paid? Paid. Yes. Okay. And started out with a free plugin and had a million users and then decided maybe I should make some money from it. Okay. Yeah. So first year in 2013, you got a million users? Uh, Yes. So how'd you do that? I mean, that's impressive. Um, I've been a speaker on the SEO speaking circuit for ages. So I just told my friends and they told all their other uh, friends. And so people at SEO uh, conferences started talking about it. Um, and at that time, WordPress was growing almost just as fast as it was now. And, I, and we were one of the better SEO plugins. And that word spread rather quickly. So mostly through word of mouth. How did you get on the speaking circuit before you had the tool? I was an SEO consultant and have been an SEO consultant for the last decade. But Yoast, don't take offense to this, but there are a bunch of really stupid SEO consultants, right? So like, how did you have credibility before you had the tool? I I know you were an SEO consultant, but what what credibility did you have? I was working for some of the biggest brands on the planet. Uh, I've done SEO for eBay, The Guardian, Facebook. Uh, So I led the migration from Guardian Co. UK to TheGuardian.com. So there was uh, projects I, I... was also allowed to talk about, which helps a lot at conferences yep. because a lot of SEO work is also is always hard because you're not allowed to talk about it. Um, and uh, well, I, I had a lot of friends in that circuit. Was thrown into it by a, a friend of mine when I I attended a conference. I started asking questions that were too hard for the speakers, so they basically invited me on stage. Interesting. And, and, um, I was yeah. <laughs> so you got on stage because you were doing work for these big brands that you were allowed to talk about. How many then in 2013? How many conferences did you speak at? In 2014, not as much anymore because I was focused on building this business. 
Okay. Uh, and, well, you but, said that so you got most of your new users. Yeah. So I, I told my uh, my friends in the industry, and then they started speaking about it more. So I, did, I think I did like 10 or 12 in the year, but a lot of other people talked about it as well. So did you incentivize it, them at all besides word of mouth? I mean, was there an affiliate program? Nope. Okay, they just shared. They just shared it because they liked you. They knew the tool worked for them. It's it's open source. It's I mean at that point it was uh, most of the people still most of the people are using the free plugin and they're not using the the premium version. Yeah. Okay. When people upgrade to premium, what are they paying on average per year or per month? Would you say? Uh, they are paying eighty nine dollars a year. Okay, eight, eight or nine or eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah. Okay, eight nine per year. Okay, and what do they get for that? What's in premium that they can't get in the free? A couple of features, uh, uh, redirect creation, uh, easy easy social previews, uh, good internal linking suggestions, a couple of things like that, uh, and access to our support team. Um, that's it. There's more coming, but we're that's what we're building on the SaaS side. So we're we're slowly transitioning a bit into SaaS uh, because more and more of the services that we need to provide require us to have a connection to the site and then connect from our platform to the other platforms that we need to connect to. So yes, if you look so, between kind of 2013, actually 2014, when you introduced premium, and today, for you know five years later, how many people have upgraded to premium? Hundreds of thousands. Okay, so can, I mean, can we say like 200, 300,000 or is it closer to 800 or 900? No, it's closer to two, 300. Okay, two or 300,000. That's great. So, and then where are you introducing, you know, a lot of people struggle that are on these freemium plans. We've had like type form on and a lot of other people that kind of fit this same kind of mold in terms of price point and number of free users. And they always are testing where to actually put up the paywall. Like what is the limit? How did you decide that? And how do you test that every month? Um, I would wish to say that that was a really conscious decision on all sides, but we basically just decided to introduce freemium. We didn't want to take any features out of the free plugin. So we added to features that we thought were useful. Um, but we have a pretty strict rule within the company on everything that we think every, every side on the planet needs to do the basic works we put into our free plugin and then stuff that saves you time we put into the premium plugin. Uh, so that is basically how we go by choosing what goes in where it's not necessarily optimizing for making more money, even though we're doing pretty well in that regard. Yeah. Uh, um, we, we're definitely not optimizing for that. So how many on the free plan today? Uh, there's a, about nine to 10 million sites. Okay. Uh, and, uh, there's a couple of hundred thousand on the paid one. So there's a, oh, that's it. Yeah. So, so when you say 10 million free users or free sites, is it is your ratio about one to one in terms of an actual person to the site? Uh, we don't have real numbers on that. I wish okay. we did. But, uh, it's hard for WordPress.org to track all that. Um, but the difference probably, it's probably more like two to three users on average because there's a lot of sites that have like 30 or 40 users. I mean, there are sites like the next web.com or um, Microsoft.com that run our software where there's hundreds of people working on that site and it's only one site. And then there, then there's also a lot of sites that are single blogs by single people yep. and even some affiliates that have a hundred sites and, and use our plugin on all of them but it's only one person. So it's probably about two X what we have in sites, but it's a, that's still a guesstimation. And then capital wise, I mean, have you bootstrapped the company or did you decide to raise? No, we've bootstrapped. Bootstrapped. Uh, I love that. It's great. We're now at 
Um, last year we did about 10 million euros, so about 12 million dollars in revenue. There's about 100 people here, so uh, yeah, we're doing well. Yep, 100 people. And then look, you told me earlier you had about 200,000 customers, 89 a year would be seven bucks a month. That would put you at about 1.4 million a month today. Is that a little high? Uh, so it's somewhere around there, yeah. Okay. And and what would you say? You said you finished last year at a 10 million run rate? Yeah. So yeah, we our uh, total revenue was about 10, 10 million euros. So that's real money. Yep. As we call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why, why do you say that's real money? Oh, it's not dollars. <laughs> well, I, you think the euro is stronger than the dollar right now? Uh, at the moment, it seems to be, which is not necessarily good for us, by the way, because a lot of it is. So, our we we have a couple of currencies that people pay us in. Yeah, uh, and uh, a strong dollar is usually better for our uh, bottom line than a strong euro. So, yep, no, that makes sense. Good. All right, so good. So you're <laughs> doing about a million a month, then, in terms of in terms of euros, obviously scaling that nicely. Team of a hundred people. Where are they all based? Uh, 80 of them are around me here in Wichen, the Netherlands, which is a relatively small town in the east of the Netherlands. And then about 20 are spread out across the world because they're in our support team and they're uh, hired uh, in part based on time. And, and help me understand how effective you've been with this team. So if you're doing a million a month today, do you remember what you're doing exactly a year ago? Uh, we've grown about 60% year on year for the last five years. Okay, that's pretty good. So about 700,000 bucks a month a year ago, something like that. Yeah. That's nice. And is most of that growth coming from getting expansion revenue on accounts or actually adding totally new users? Uh, most of that growth is new users. Um, and we're slowly getting better at expanding it, but most of it's growth on new users. Yeah. Churn's critical at this kind of price point with SMBs. What's your churn today and how do you make sure to keep it low from a product perspective? Uh, we're, we suck at keeping it low, uh, <laughs> which is one of, uh, one of our focuses. Um, so we've only recently switched to uh, subscriptions. It was a manual renewal for far too long. Um, so um, for far too long, it, our churn was at like 70%. Uh, we're, we're, Annually? But, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we were, we're now seeing that uh, for people who have subscriptions, uh, we the first bunch of people that uh, signed up to a subscription are now over a year in, and for them we only have like fifteen percent. And if, if I if we can get it to that, then at that point we're I mean then that's where you really become big. Yeah, so that's like fifteen percent logo churn per year. Yeah. And when you say manual upgrades on the cohort that hasn't hasn't switched to SaaS, what do you mean manual upgrades? Like you wouldn't automatically rebuild them; you'd have to email them and get them to put in their credit card again or something. I see. Well, that, there's just friction there, right? That makes it more difficult. It's there's far too much friction there. Yeah, yeah. you can't just automatically switch everyone over to a, a recurring thing. Um, no, because Europe and a lot of privacy laws and a lot of things that we have to uh, keep in mind in, in in terms of what we can store. So it took a while for us to to set all that up in a proper way. Um, and also, we were too lazy for too long. It's <laughs> uh, so what you get when you have a fast-growing company. You have to focus your effort somewhere, and then it, and then you figure out, oh shit, we should have done this a long time ago. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. So, where are yeah. you? Where are you getting new free users and customers today? And what I mean, what are you paying fully weighted CAC to get a new ninety dollar a year customer? Zero. We don't spend money on marketing. Um, so we what. I, what we do because we have a blog team and we, we so we do a lot of basically all of what we do is inbound marketing 
and uh, a lot of our uh, getting new users is based on our WordPress.org, um, the WordPress.org plugin repository where people start searching for SEO plugins and then they find us and we're the highest rated, most used SEO plugin and they install it and go from there. So, and then it's just good user experience and people talking to each other. Yep. So what, 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 I mean, when you do the fully weighted, so include your content team, your marketing team, your sales team, I mean, do, do you even look at that number? No. Okay. Just, you just, you just know it's working. So it's not something you track. No, but it's also, we're not necessarily running it just to make money. I mean, it's making good money. We've got decent revenue, decent profits. Um, but they, this company exists for more reasons than just to, just to make money. It's, we have a mission where we want to give everyone the SEO tools to. Yeah. Look, you know, by the way, I totally believe that, but this in the same breath, your ability to pursue that mission, the more, if you're able to generate revenue, you can per- pursue that mission way more aggressively, right? And so CAC's an important piece I, I, of that. I, I don't disagree with that. I yeah. Mean, as, but we are growing, as I said, we're growing 60% year and year. Revenue is growing faster. Uh, so it's it's going pretty well. You said profitable. I mean, are we talking 10% of the bottom line or like 60% of the bottom line? Uh, more like 25. 25. Okay, that's pretty healthy, for especially for a SaaS company. So you just let that... Yeah, this probably could be way higher if we actually optimize for it. Yeah. Do you just let that kind of sit in the bank because you're not quite sure where to invest it? Or, or how do you handle extra cash? Uh, well, it's, so far, it's, a lot of it's been invested, reinvested into growth, uh, into new people, more developers, etc. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, no. And we're, we're diverting a little bit of it to, uh, to uh, um, how do you call it, real estate. Uh, we bought some of our offices, stuff like that. Uh, but putting it in the bank is really pretty useless right now. Uh, so I don't really like keeping a lot of money in the bank because, well, there's no interest whatsoever. So. Yeah. Yep. No, these are all good. These are all good points. What, so why hasn't Matt acquired you guys yet? Um, why would he? I don't think he can afford us, first of all. Uh, no, come on. He can't afford you guys. Come on. If you're doing 12 million bucks a year in revenue and he paid you something astronomical like 10x, he could he could easily write a $120 million check. I don't think he can. Uh, and um, I mean, we just had him on the show the other day and he, he broke down his run rate for me. He has plenty of capital. I don't think 120 would be... I, yeah, well, I've, I talked to Matt on a regular basis. I don't know if you've seen yesterday that he just appointed me lead marketing and, and communication for uh, um, so yeah, but I mean, does he share does he share his financials with you? We should, we talk about a lot of things. We we've invested in companies together. I mean, uh, we we talk a lot. Okay, so yeah, this my question is even more more relevant. Then why hasn't he acquired you? Yeah, I don't think he can. And uh, honestly, I don't think we're a good fit either because he's a very he's a completely remote company, and we're a very uh, local company. So we wouldn't fit. There's culturally. I mean, we like each other and the com- people within the companies definitely like each other, but yep. there's absolutely no cultural fit between the companies and in, in how we operate. Yep. Yep. No, I think that makes sense. Does, um, does the WordPress plugin repository, they don't take a commission. They don't take like 10, 20% cut, do they? No, there's no uh, financial model there. So all that has to go through Yoast.com. Yep. Uh, tell me about this new role he's appointed you. How does that affect your, your CEO role at Yoast? Um, well, it takes a bit of time, my time out, of course, uh, and it'll probably mean me doing some some less work here. The, the good thing is we're a board of four people here at Yoast, so uh, we run it together with the four of us, and we're basically peers. 
Um, they're all co you're all co-founders you all have equity uh well you all have equity i was the only founder but people sh- slowly came on um one of those four is my wife uh who uh basically runs the company oh great uh, um and it's the smartest of the two of us so <laughs> um, no so i'm it'll it'll impact my time here a bit but it's not a full-time role i'll be spending about eight hours a week on it um but it's I mean, leading marketing for WordPress is, is uh, a, a lot of work, but it doesn't have to be all my work. So that's yeah. probably good. Very good. All right. Yo, so let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Ah, that's a good question. I, I'm not really into business books. I like novels. Okay. What's your last novel you read? <laughs> uh, I actually reread Lord of the Rings. Good. Okay. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, there's a couple I, I follow deeply, um, Elon Musk, but that's probably the most mentioned one. Yeah, na- name name like an under the radar one, maybe in the Netherlands that people may not have heard of. Um, well, it's funny, there's actually a local guy here who runs a 300 person company, but he's done so well in, in making themselves uh, controlling teams within that company. That is really impressive, and I talk to him about that relative, relatively often. Oh yeah, so what's the company? What's his name? Uh, the the company is called Mollerkolik, which you wouldn't know. It's like a really local, like in, industrial company. Okay, what's his name? His uh, uh, and I'm looking on his uh, his last name. Uh, or spell the company name just so we can look it up. Uh, uh, the, the company name is M O D D E R K O L K. Okay, perfect. We'll look it up. CEO of Mo- how do you say that? Mollerkolik. Yeah, it's right. very, it's, it's, but it's, it's a good example of how a, a relatively local company can build something, well, really useful and have, uh, small teams that steer themselves and are basically self, self controlling units entirely. I, mm-hmm. I really like seeing that. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your company? My brain. <laughs> besides your brain, like name, like obviously besides WordPress or your own tool. Um, so a lot of it, I mean, I'm, I'm an SEO guy, so I'm going to say Google.com and actually searching for stuff and, and looking at what's there and what's missing and what people are searching for and, and are missing. You said just Google.com? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Sorry, again? How, how many, many hours of sleep? Seven. And you said married. Any kids? Four. Four? Holy mackerel. Okay. How old are you? I'm 36. 36. Last question, Yost. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, my, my 20-year-old self should probably start a company sooner. <laughs> <laughs> when did you launch? How old were you when you launched your first company? Uh, 2010, so uh, 28. 28. Very good. Guys, there you have it. He will launch his company sooner. Yost, again, launched his SEO tool on WordPress back in 2013. Now over 200,000 customers paying 7 bucks a month, doing about $12 bucks in terms of run rate today. That's up 60% year over year. So that's healthy. 25% EBITDA margin. So that's about $3 million a year in free cash for that. He reinvests in real estate for the company or other things. 100 people in the Netherlands totally bootstrapped, which I love. 15% logo churn per year on their subscription cohort. They're moving more of their users into that subscription cohort as they look to scale and grow. Again, doesn't track CAC or payback period just because a lot of his growth comes from the WordPress.org uh, plugin repository and it's working nicely today. So Yost, thank you so much for taking us to the top.